You're listening to Andover Airways, which is produced by Andover Public Schools in Andover, Kansas. Hey everybody, and welcome to our first episode of the Andover Airways podcast for the new school year. I'm your host, Terry Rombeck. If you're listening to this, you're probably aware that one of our elementary schools, Prairie Creek Elementary, was damaged by a tornado back in April. And long story short, we'll delve a lot more into this, but we were able to have staff back the next week and to plan for the last two uh, weeks of the school year, and then eventually worked hard over the summer to get the building back and open for students and staff back in August. And throughout this entire process, two amazing leaders have been guiding that tornado recovery effort at the school. We're going to take a minute today to talk to them about what it's been like the last few months and what leadership lessons they've learned going through this experience. First, I'd like to welcome Shelly Jonas, who served as principal at Prairie Creek from the time it opened 13 years ago until this summer when she became the assistant director for the Butler County Special Education Interlocal. Thanks for joining us, Shelly. Thank you. Glad to be here. And also with us is Sean Springer, who started in July as the new principal at Prairie Creek. Sean previously served as a principal in the Wichita Public Schools. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's go back to April. And I'm sure, Shelly, you've told the story a million times. So we'll make it a million and one. Uh, you knew at the time that you were going to be transitioning into this new role. And yes. Sean, you just learned that you were going to be at Prairie Creek, right? Yeah, I had, I had actually uh, accepted the job on Wednesday. And then the storm was on Friday. Yeah, that's crazy. So that was uh, quite a timeliness part, yes. So Shelly, where were you that night? What was going on? How did you, you find out that your school was hit? Yeah, I was at home um, worrying about my own children, making sure they were safe and where they were at. And um, I received a call from a staff member. And one of our other staff members had been driving by and knew that it had been hit. And so I knew early on, like right after it had been hit, that that had happened. And, you know, when something like that, you just go into full adrenaline. Um, you don't really think things through um, super clearly. Uh, at the time, my electricity had gone out, but I was safe. I was not um, had not been hit or anything like that. And so um, called my counselor and had my son, and we jumped in the car and grabbed the counselor and went directly to the school. And of course, you can that whole ride there was just not knowing what it was going to look like, what exactly had happened was pretty frightening. The, the whole town um, was full of police lights and fire engines and chaos, um, really, and trying to find a route to school. It was early enough um, that we were able to get there fairly easily, but you could see already the Y was very, very, very damaged. And we weren't able to pull up close, but uh, the first person I saw was Brett White. He was already on site, um, and I can just remember just us hugging and, and both feeling really super upset um, about our beautiful school being very, uh, looking very different uh, with the front completely blown out. And um, it was just then the anticipation of what we were going to see inside. It, mm -hmm. was, it was pretty difficult. Yeah. Sean, how quickly did you really kind of put two and two together that this had happened and that's, this was going to be your new school? Yeah, I was actually watching the news um, on the radar and I was paying 
particular attention to it because I used to be the principal at Krista McAuliffe Academy, which isn't too far away. And I have a lot of friends and family that live right in that area where the, where this, the in the past. And so I didn't know it hit Prairie Creek right away. I uh, went and started looking online, trying to find pictures, see what people have posted. And I found a, a funnel cloud picture, but it was the picture was over like by Sunflower Elementary. Right. So when I heard it with the school was the school was hit, I was thinking it might have been Sunflower. And then later on, I ended up finding out it was Prairie Creek. So. Right. So, Shelly, at what point, uh, that night I'm sure it was just adrenaline, at what point yeah. were you able to sort of gather yourself, sit down, and kind of map out what needed to happen? Yeah. You know, it's funny because that night, um, as a kind of, we didn't know what was coming through again. And so we right. ended up... Um, kind of locking down in the FEMA shelter, which had been damaged, but was safe. And um, and I can recall us having some conversations about, okay, what are we going to do? Okay, well, maybe we can, and, and now it was, it's the conversation is so ridiculous because we were kind of thinking, okay, well, we could take off Monday and Tuesday and then we could, you know, we had no idea because we hadn't been fully in the building yet. We knew it was bad. We knew there was damage, but you don't totally, um, track <laughs> um, sure. how big this really is and how much has to be done and, and how many things are going to be affected by it. And so um, so we started having conversations that night that, of course, none came to fruition. <laughs> um, and after we were able to get out of the FEMA shelter and we're walking um, throughout some of the building, we, we could see that this was going to be bigger than... Um, than we were thinking just a couple minutes before. And and so the planning started at nine o'clock the next morning um, with many, many people in the district um, coming together to start that planning. Yeah, and that was pretty remarkable that Saturday. Just, I mean, I think we got there maybe nine o'clock or yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. And the number of people that were already there from Hutton and from the district and from other places was I mean, you can tell that there was yes. work, work already being done and lots of work to be done. It was amazing um, because they had already put up boards. They had already cleaned up a lot. Hutton is who I'm referring to. It was it was one of the most impressive things. Um, I think the, um, the team who came to get the water out were already just pumping just gallons and gallons and gallons of water out um, by 9 that morning. It was something else. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, Monday morning, everybody gets back together, Prairie Creek staff that is, mm -hmm. at the Andover Center for Advanced Professional Studies, we call it Andover CAPS. And um, I, I think it's safe to say like you kind of delivered the most, one of the most remarkable speeches or, or talks, I don't know what even you call it, but <laughs> you stood in front of your staff and everybody was in a different spot, obviously, uh, emotionally or or, um, you know, some people lost their homes, some people were just dealing with this. I'm kind of curious, what were you hoping sort of to accomplish by talking to them? Mm -hmm. And uh, in a lot of ways, I think you, you set up the rest of the week in terms of the work that had to be done to get kids mm -hmm. back in school. You know, because of all the pre-planning that weekend, um, we had a really, what I thought was because of all the people in the district, a really kind of thoughtful plan of what had to be done in a really short amount of time to be able to get kids back in after that five days off of, of figuring out everything, all the details. And I think, you know, I hadn't seen my staff yet. No one had been in the building yet. 
I had been in once since then. Um, so I knew some things that others didn't know. And sometimes the unknown is the worst mm -hmm. and what you kind of anticipate and you think in your head. And um, I know I had teachers who lost their homes, um, staff members who lost their homes. Um, I had staff members who lived through it. Our custodial crew was there that night. And that was a traumatic experience, as you might imagine. And so everybody coming together, I think it was something that I just gave a tremendous amount of thought to because um, we are family and we just had this really kind of tragic and traumatic, thank goodness, not nearly as tragic as that could have been. Um, not only just happened to our school, but our school community. Um, all of our families and the homes and the neighborhoods and the why, which is a huge part of our community, um, had just had this unexpected, no one left Friday, having any idea that that night, just hours later, we were our world was gonna be changed pretty for dramatically. Sure, sure. Um, and so it was really about kind of, one, knowing the tasks that had to be done and kind of getting that out methodically, but really coming together and, and reminding ourselves that we are family and together families can get through anything. And that was, was the message. Um, we're gonna be here for each other. We're gonna do this together. No one's traveling this road alone. And, um, and really just, just, I can remember the energy in the room with everybody coming back together after, you know, just such a crazy turn of events and just that energy of the room helped me certainly get through um, talking to everybody. And, and I knew at that point we're gonna be okay mm -hmm. because there's nobody in this room that isn't gonna go to the end of the line to make this happen and to make this work. And I think I knew that, but what happened over the next five days um, to pull it off was, was I'll just never forget it. Um, not how I wanted to end my time at Prairie Creek, but I, I will never forget um, how fabulous that, that time was to come together as both a community and as a staff. When I've heard parents say um, nobody would have faulted the staff or, or maybe the district for having said, you know, it's just two weeks, this is just too much. We're, we're not going to do this. But at the same time, I don't remember anyone in that room ever. I don't remember that assumption ever showing up in that room. Correct. Right? I mean, is, oh, that, is that your recollection? And, you know, it was interesting because, you know, there's a lot of things on the end of a chatter, you know, different Facebook posts. And mm -hmm. I can remember seeing one response where someone was like, I cannot believe they're making kids come back after that. And I believe I responded to that one because, which I normally would never do, but I responded because it was like, you can't believe we're coming back. I, I couldn't even fathom not coming back. Our kids needed each other. They needed the staff. We needed them um, to feel safe and feel like, okay, it's okay. We are all okay. We are all still together in a different spot. But together, so when we started the next school year, um, we we had that those good memories, 
of how that school year was going to end. It wasn't going to end with, I left one day and I never got to go back. I never got to see my stuffed animal I left there again. I don't know what happened to it. I never saw my best friend again because she was moving and I never ever saw that. I mean, all those things. Um, and we had a lot of families whose home were hit. Some were completely gone. Some were partially damaged. Um, that is incredibly traumatic. And um, so coming together, being together, that helped those kids. They had fun, and our goal was not about, you know, getting the last math fact learned <laughs> or, the, you know, finishing that book. It was about coming together, feeling good, having fun, and creating memories, and that is what we did, and it was, I'll just, you know, as awful as the situation was, I'll always be grateful to be a part of that. For sure. Definitely a family feel there oh, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious from a leadership perspective, um, you know, I don't know how you describe yourself as a leader or what your philosophy is necessarily, but is there anything that changed uh, during that week when you knew that, or even the, the two weeks afterwards when school, kids were back in school, was there anything that you were really trying to hammer away at to be very intentional about? Well, we, as a school, we were always very um, character-based. Um, perseverance, we needed that in spades through this, um, respecting each other and the, the respect that community gave us and the teachers gave back, but honestly that they gave us to give us that time. I don't think I had one single parent complaint or upset during that entire time. And, and of course there could be things that you could say, wait a minute, I'm not happy with this. What are you doing? Um, but they didn't. Whether they said that in their homes, maybe, I mean, you know, um, but, but they did not. Um, so just the respect and um, we wanted to be really honest and transparent. And so we sent out a lot of communication every day to update people because there were so many um, rumors and unknowns and, you know, and so the communication was super important. Um, but I think more than anything, um, typically I'm kind of... Um, and this is a fault, so I'll just go ahead and tell myself. But <laughs> delegating is so hard for me. Mm. You know, I kind of want to do it all myself, you know, and sure. which is silly. Um, and through this situation, you couldn't even begin to do a fraction of it by yourself. There's no way we could pull that off. And so it really taught me the power of being surrounded by the fabulous people in this district. Um, the teachers, the families, and just allowing, um, yes, knowing everything that's happening and knowing, you know, who's doing this and kind of being the, you know, cruise director, for lack of a better term, and doing a lot myself. But honestly, everyone stepped up from transportation to pull off the things that they pulled off that week. I, I'll, I don't know how they did it because we took a lot of trips <laughs> on top of transporting kids to five different locations to and from school and some half day because we have uh, pre-K. That's a feat. Um, and, you know, we had a church volunteer their time and just be incredibly giving to our to, of space and uh, materials and anything they could do to help us. Other schools opening their doors and our teachers didn't have anything to teach with. 
So other teachers bringing in their, you know, things and loaning and giving and um, in addition to the community giving. Um, it has just been, it was such an amazing thing to watch happen. Um, and, and so I guess for me, um, allow the, you know, surround yourself by good people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have always known that. Um, and then allow them to do what they do best. And when you do that, really an incredible, um, you can really overcome anything. Incredible things happen. And I got to witness that. Cool. So Sean, you're waiting a little bit here. You're wrapping up your previous role. And were you immediately thinking about, okay, how is this going to be different than a what it might have been had the tornado not hit and, and when did you start sort of mapping out your your game plan knowing that the transition was coming yeah so the night of the storm i guess i started by reaching out to superintendent white just asking what what can i do to help out and um I was, i'm the new guy do i go that morning and help out is that, i mean where's where's my place and he just you know just share with me just hey well, thanks for reaching out to us um we will uh we'll be in touch and through for me Shelly has been such a, a godsend. You know, I got the opportunity to go and watch her with her staff on a couple of occasions, and she led them through this tough time. Um, there were people that were um, nervous and scared and worried, but the confidence they had in Shelly, I could just see, um, helped them feel like, hey, we are gonna make it. And that, um, that make or break moment, because you know, if, if Shelly wouldn't be such a, if she wasn't such a strong leader, I would have a harder time now with, with the staff you know, trying to get the, you know build them back up. But she got the momentum going for us through the through the storm, through the summer, to moving back in, and I'm really grateful for that. So we met several times. She she held my hand and walked me through a bunch of stuff um, through all my questions because again I was hoping I was going to get a chance to come and spend a day or two at the school and see the staff and see the building and see the procedures, and uh, none of that happened. And so I totally relied on what Shelly was sharing with me. Again, she, she left me a very healthy, uh, high-functioning, great staff, wonderful parents and kids school that I'm just very fortunate to be there. And you were sharing earlier that in some ways, just because things got so stressful, things got so busy, it really, and, and just the, the physical space not being there, that in some ways it, it, it added to the, the complexity of that transition a little bit. Can you talk a, bit, a little bit about how that might have been different or, or, or maybe what it ended up being? Absolutely, because, you know, being there, I'm, I'm a visual person, so my, you know, my um, plan of going to the school is meet people, but also just see the structure, right? I mean, what, what technology do we have in the school? What furniture do we have in the school? Where, where do things belong? Where do things go? And I didn't get to see any of that. The, the only time, the next, after my interview, the next time I got to see the school was when pretty much everything was moved out. Let's talk about a process there. <laughs> You'd be amazed how many things are inside a school. I think of every pencil, every ruler, every uh, walkie-talkie, every single thing had to be moved out of there. And talk about uh, collaboration and coordination. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get to see any of that. But our, the district stepped up and took care of all those uh, big things so Hutton could get um, get busy uh, fixing the school, which they did right away. How surprised were you that they could get that done and that we were 100% back in? Obviously, there's still some things that are getting done. There's still work to be done. That's not completely done. But like, how surprised were you that this actually happened? Because I think most people were, were pretty surprised. Yeah, me, I was myself included because I thought, okay, um, 
Where, where were the five sites that they left school? Because I, I thought for sure that's where we were going to be starting, especially when we started having construction meetings and the whole supply chain issues. And you find out, well, every bit of carpet had to be replaced in the school because of all the water damage. And so where do you get 700 yards of carpet in a supply chain uh, issue? So we're thinking, oh, my gosh, if you, and if you don't have the carpet, then you can't do this. And if you don't have this. So there's just lots of domino effects. But uh, so we were planning, OK, what what is our backup plan here? Um, but by uh, some really good luck, carpet came in, came in earlier than we thought it would. And uh, they were able to start putting things back together, even, even really more detailed inside the classrooms, which was nice. And the reaction from staff and families, was a relief or was excitement or what, what did you hear from people? I think excitement. You know, people were, um, I think they, the uh, going to the other sites was, was a good experience, but they wanted to be back home, right? They just wanted to have everybody back under one roof. And because as, as Shelly said, and, I, and I've experienced already just the family feel that's at Prairie Creek, they wanted to be together. You know, brothers and sisters together, staff members together, everybody together. And uh, again, that was able to happen through a lot, of, a lot of hard work. Again, we're not all the way done yet. We're still putting in some cabinets. We still have some uh, things to fix in the gym, um, but we're, we're there, which is really nice. So I'll ask you the same question about leadership. Was there anything that you were sort of extra intentional about, just given the, knowing that, that the staff had been through trauma, that this had happened? Well, um, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off what Shelly shared. I, I like to do things myself. Right. I mean, I liked it, but I could not do that. I was totally reliant on all the district staff here in Andover to help uh, me figure out and, and, and carve, a, carve a path for us. So I, I learned a lot. And through that, I got to build good relationships with our district staff. I got to meet with the teachers because the teachers knew where things were and how things went. And so it really forced me to, uh, to reach out there and, and ask for help when, um, when that's not necessarily my first thing I like to do. Because I just want to serve people. And there's some ways I just kind of like to just kind of figure some things out on my own. This was not the time or place to even do that. We, we had a time frame of getting everything back in place so we could get school started on time. And again, I needed to collaborate with a whole bunch of people to make that happen. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. What's your sense of what the needs are for the school community going forward? Are there things that, that, that there's still healing that needs to be done? Are there still things that you're, you're hoping that you can accomplish as a leader? Well, I think the kids and staff are kind of back into a routine of school. So inside the building, I think things are going pretty well, but still in the neighborhood, you know, there's houses that are still being re replaced and repaired and rebuilt. You know, kids go home to that. There's still kids that are displaced. They're still living in a hotel. They're living with relatives or friends. Um, so we know that they're going home to that, uh, but they're coming to school and we can, we can love on them while they're there, help take care of them while they're there and, you know, see, you know, Give, you know, give them some reassurance that things are going to be okay. You know, we talk a lot uh, with our portrait of a graduate about, about resilience, and obviously this is probably a, a, the biggest time that some of these uh, families have shown that resilience. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious, you guys have any reflections on that just in terms of, of how resilient kids you know, are? You know, right after, that Sunday after, um, I went to Reflection Lake, and with my counselor and we weren't able to get very far. A lot of it was blocked off and you know, they had folks not letting you through. Um, but I can remember driving through one neighborhood and seeing these old kids come out and they were all kind of gathered together, swimming in their, you know, little pool and 
and having fun and with these smiles and, and you know, letting me know about what happened to so-and-so and what happened to this house. And um, and I thought, oh my gosh, they are, we're, we're gonna be okay. These And it solidified even more, we need to get together. Um, but, and then we went to um, another neighborhood and a home that was gone, but from a longtime family of Prairie Creek and, um, and just watching all the families that were there to help and um, just, it was just so touching and awesome to watch that all come together. Um, and so, you know, I think the resilience, because then I, you know, I saw those same kids who I know some experienced some really difficult, loss of some very difficult things, um, um, items and things that they lost coming into school just with smiles ready to go and they'd share their stories and they'd talk about it or some would not. Um, our counselor spent a lot of time visiting with kids privately um, and to help them get through some of it, but the resilience was um, on display for sure. So what I've got mm -hmm. to see is uh, this just this, um, this week, I've got to celebrate three different groups of students who during this time um, showed their leadership skills and they've actually raised money for the school. And so when I've talked to the kids and it's $150 here, $100 there, $80, which is really nice. And when I talked to them, so how do you want this money to be used? What was your, what was your purpose? Uh, and said, well, we want to make sure that we have you know, things for our teachers. And the, the group I talked to today, they said, we wanted to be able to give money to the builders so they'd have enough money to build the school. Oh, how sweet. Great. Right? So coming from a second grader. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that just says a lot about the school and the community of Prairie yes. Creek. And it is a family. And there is, you know, character is important there. And as I talked to these kids about being so unselfish, because you could have taken that money and done something for you or your family. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's like they never even thought about that. They just saw the need in their neighborhood and need in the community. And they just wanted to step up and do it. So the hours they spent selling lemonade or going, you know, uh, doing other projects around, it just really says a lot about them. Yeah. Really proud of them. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So I'll ask you both one other question, final question, and you can take it wherever you want. But you've both been through this the last few, four months. It was four months yesterday as when we were recording this. How has this experience changed you? How has it changed uh, me? You know, again, uh, I'm the new guy to Andover. And uh, my, my personal philosophy is to serve others. And at one point when I was uh, leaving Wichita, I was wondering why, I mean, is Andrew going to really need me? Am I going to be needed here like I was needed in Wichita? And this whole experience of going through this has shown me that I can serve others in big ways and small ways, um, which is really, uh, it fills my bucket, but I'm able to fill other people's buckets as well. Um, it's all about people. And there's so many wonderful people that I've got a chance to meet with and talk with and counsel through and visit at their house and um, just check in with them. So it just reminded me the job is, yeah, we want them all to read well and do math well and make a lot of friends, but, but it's all about relationships and the people. And that is, um, it's, it's probably one of the, the people are like the most special thing that I found there at Prairie Creek, and there's a lot of great things to see. Yeah, it's a special place for sure. It, it is, and they've been through a lot of things, and they just there's it just it pulled them all together. You know, there's been times in history that says big events will pull people together for different things. This is that event for them. They're they're always going to have this this experience together, 
and remember how people pulled together to help each other um, move out of their homes, find a new home, um, provide food and resources, whether it's clothing, um, where people just really came together to, to help each other. And uh, that is, that, that um, I guess those experiences are still pretty bright in people's minds right now. For sure. I think, I can't say it's changed me, but it was such a gigantic reminder, you know, always in my time in education, um, relationships are what it's about um, with kids, with families, with communities, and and kids with each other. And just so, so that's always been the biggest focus. Again, like Sean said, academics are important. But you can't do anything if you don't have the relationship. And and it just, it it really brought that home, how truly important those relationships are. And when you're pushed and um, things are hard, because we got very tired through those three weeks. I, I don't think I've ever been so tired in my life um, or worked so hard in my life. Um, but, you know, talking with people and, and having that relationship and just, it just brought it home to me that, you know, that's what it was about. And so while I'm leaving, and this was the end, sorry, of the 13 years, there I will carry forward those relationships way beyond being the principal at, at Prairie Creek. And I knew they were in good hands, so. Uh, so you know you're still part of Prairie Creek. <laughs> Thank you. Okay? You'll always be a part of Prairie Creek. Okay, your role Thank may have you. changed, but the relationship that you built with staff and students yeah. and families, Thank you. please know. But it's important to them as well. Okay, so when you come That's by nice. and they, they see you, you brighten up their day. So just know that, okay? Your, your time you. is still going on, just, just a different role. I appreciate that. Yeah, they're in good hands. Well, what a great conversation. Thanks to both of you for stopping by and, and chatting. Uh, and thanks for your leadership in this time because it means a lot to the school and to our community for sure. So It's my thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for joining us for Andover Airwaves. As always, if you have an idea for something you'd like to learn about on the podcast, shoot us a note at info at usd385.org. That's info at usd385.org. Hope you have a great day.